It's June the 23rd. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey. We hopped on the Bible bus in January, and by God's grace, we've made it almost halfway through the year. That means, God willing, by the end of December, we will be at the end of the book of Revelation. So glad that you have joined us. Now, I have told you before that uh, I am using the Christian Standard Bible for most of the readings, except for the book of Psalms. Well, a friend writes in and says, I am enjoying listening and watching you as you read the Bible. I read along with you using Logos and most of the time, a different Bible translation. I find this very helpful to see the differences in the translations. I am praying every day for you. I got to say, I think that is a wonderful way to join us here on the Bible bus. There is something very powerful about reading the Word of God in several different translations. It's a great thing to read it in the King James, the New American Standard, the ESV. And I've told you before about a uh, about an app I recommend everybody get. It's called Parallel Plus. Parallel Plus. It's a free app. You can get it for Android. You can get it for iPhones. You can download it to your iPad, your uh, I don't, well, I guess there is, a, there is a desktop version of it for uh, your laptop. Uh, it's a fantastic little app that allows you to put five different translations together side by side. So while I'm reading in the CSB, you can follow along in the Legacy Standard Bible or the NIV or the NLT. There's even uh, the Aramaic Peshitta version of the Bible you can follow. Yeah, that's a real version of the Bible uh, translated from the Aramaic into the English. And so you can kind of compare all of these different translations together. think it's a wonderful way. So with all of that as background, we are today in 2 Chronicles chapter 11. Solomon is gone. Rehoboam, Solomon's son, is on the throne in Judah the southern two tribes. He is now the king over uh, Judah and Benjamin. The other 10 tribes are in the north. They're being led by a man by the name of Jeroboam. So the question as we begin this Bible reading is, what's Rehoboam going to do? Is he going to go to war against the northern 10 tribes to bring them back uh, into a one united nation? So we begin to read 2 Chronicles 11. When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mobilized the house of Judah and Benjamin, 180,000 fit young soldiers, to fight against Israel to restore the reign to Rehoboam. But the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God. Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all Israel in Judah and Benjamin and to the rest of the people, this is what the Lord says. You are not to march up and fight against your brothers. Each of you return home, for this incident has come from me. So they listened to what the Lord said and turned back from going against Jeroboam. Rehoboam stayed in Jerusalem, and he fortified cities in Judah. He built up Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Bethzur, Soko, Adullam, Gath, Marasha, Ziph, Adoraim, Lachish, Azekah, Zorah, Ijalon, and Hebron, which are fortified cities in Judah and in Benjamin. He strengthened their fortifications and put leaders in them, with supplies of food, oil, and wine. He also put large shields and spears in each and every city to make them very strong. So Judah and Benjamin were his. The priests and Levites from all their regions throughout Israel 
took their stand with Rehoboam. For the Levites left their pasture lands and their possessions and went to Judah and Jerusalem because Jeroboam and his sons refused to let them serve as priests of the Lord. Now, I stop here to say what that means is there is suddenly a migration of the Levites from the northern ten tribes coming down to Jerusalem because Jeroboam, he wants to go off into idol worship. So the faithful Levites, now they're coming south, and a great many of the godly people who were in the northern ten tribes, they are also following the Levitical priests down to Jerusalem. Verse 14, For the Levites left their pasture lands and their possessions and went to Judah and Jerusalem because Jeroboam and his sons refused to let them serve as priests of the Lord. Jeroboam appointed his own priests for the high places, the goat demons, and the golden calves he had made. Those from every tribe of Israel who had determined in their hearts to seek the Lord their God followed the Levites to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, for three years because they walked in the ways of David and Solomon for three years. Rehoboam married Mahalath, daughter of David's son Jeremoth, and of Abihel, daughter of Jesse's son Eliab. She bore sons to him, Jeush, Shemariah, and Zaham. After her, he married Maacah, daughter of Absalom. She bore Abijah, Atai, Ziza, and Shelemeth to him. Rehoboam loved Maacah, daughter of Absalom, more than all his wives and concubines. He acquired 18 wives and 60 concubines, was the father of 28 sons and 60 daughters. Rehoboam appointed Abijah, son of Maacah, as chief leaders among chief leader among his brothers, intending to make him king. Rehoboam also showed discernment by dispersing some of his sons to all the regions of Judah and Benjamin and to all the fortified cities. He gave them plenty of provisions and sought many wives for them. Now, it seems everything's going Okay, it seems like it. Now, chapter 12. When Rehoboam had established his sovereignty and royal power, he abandoned the law of the Lord, he and all Israel with him, because they were unfaithful to the Lord. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, King Shishak of Egypt went to war against Jerusalem with 1,200 chariots, 60,000 cavalrymen, and countless people who came with him from Egypt, Libyans, Sukaim, and Cushites. He captured the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then the prophet Shemaiah went to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah who were gathered at Jerusalem because of Shishak. He said to them, this is what the Lord says. You have abandoned me. Therefore, I have abandoned you to Shishak. So the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, the Lord is righteous. When the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves, the king's message came to Shemaiah. They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them, but will grant them a little deliverance. My wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem through Shishak. However, they will become his servants so that they may recognize the difference between serving me and serving the kingdoms of other lands. So King Shishak of Egypt went to war against Jerusalem. He seized the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the treasuries of the royal palace. He took everything. He took the gold shields that Solomon had made. King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and committed them into the care of the captain's of the guards who protected the entrance to the king's palace. Whenever the king entered the Lord's temple, the guards would carry the shields and take them back to the armory. When Rehoboam humbled himself, the Lord's anger turned away from him, and he did not destroy him completely. Besides that, conditions were good in Judah. King Rehoboam established his royal power in Jerusalem. 
Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen from all the tribes of Israel to put his name. Rehoboam's mother's name was Naamah the Ammonite. Rehoboam did what was evil because he did not determine in his heart to seek the Lord. The events of Rehoboam's reign from beginning to end are written in the events of the prophet Shemaiah and of the seer Iddo concerning genealogies. There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam throughout their reigns. Rehoboam rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. His son Abijah became king in his place. And just notice in verse 14 there, chapter 12, he did what was evil because he did not determine in his heart to seek the Lord. He had some moments, and he was very foolish there at the beginning when he wouldn't speak kindly to uh, Jeroboam and, and to the others. And that was foolish, but he got things together. And when Shishak attacked, the, the he had the people turn back to God. And, and so there were some good moments, but ultimately he did not determine in his heart to seek the Lord. So now his son Abijah is king. Let's go to chapter 13. In the 18th year of Israel's king Jeroboam, Abijah became king over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Micaiah, daughter of Uriel. She was from Gibeah. There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah set his army of warriors in order with 400,000 fit young men. Jeroboam arranged his mighty army of 800,000 fit young men in battle formation against him. Then Abijah stood on Mount Zimaraim, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, and said, Jeroboam and all Israel, hear me. Don't you know that the Lord God of Israel gave the kingship over Israel to David and his descendants forever by a covenant of salt? But Jeroboam, son of Nebat, a servant of Solomon, son of David, rose up and rebelled against his Lord. Then worthless and wicked men gathered round him to resist Rehoboam, son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young, inexperienced, and unable to assert himself against them. And now you are saying you can assert yourselves against the Lord's kingdom, which is in the hand of one of David's sons. You are a vast number and have with you the golden calves that Jeroboam made for you as gods. Didn't you banish the priests of the Lord, the descendants of Aaron and the Levites, and make your own priests like the people of other lands do? Whoever comes to ordain himself with a young bull and seven rams may become a priest of what are not gods. But as for us, the Lord is our God. We have not abandoned him. The priests ministering to the Lord are descendants of Aaron and the Levites serve at their task. They offer a burnt offering and fragrant incense to the Lord every morning and every evening, and they set the rows of the bread of the presence on the ceremonially clean table. They light the lamps of the gold lampstand every evening. We are carrying out the requirements of the Lord our God while you have abandoned him. Look, God and his priests are with us at our head. The trumpets are ready to sound the charge against you. Israelites, don't fight against the Lord God of your ancestors, for you will not succeed. Now, Jeroboam had sent an ambush around to advance from behind them. So they were in front of Judah and the ambush was behind them. Judah turned and discovered that the battle was in front of them and behind them. So they cried out to the Lord. Then the priests blew the trumpets and the men of Judah raised the battle cry. When the men of Judah raised the battle cry, God routed Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. So the Israelites fled before Judah and God handed them over to them. Then Abijah and his people struck them with a mighty blow, and 500,000 fit young men of Israel were killed. The Israelites were subdued at that time. The Judahites succeeded because they depended on the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Abijah pursued Jeroboam and captured some cities from him, Bethel, 
Jeshana and Ephron, along with their surrounding villages, Jeroboam no longer retained his power during Abijah's reign. Ultimately, the Lord struck him and he died. However, Abijah grew strong, acquired 14 wives, and fathered 22 sons and 16 daughters. The rest of the events of Abijah's reign, along with his ways and his sayings, are written in the writing of the prophet Iddo. Well, this is a little bit of a surprise because uh, Rehoboam, ultimately, the, the word about him was he did evil. But here comes Abijah. He's going to stand for the Lord. He goes up on that mount, which is in Ephraim, which means he took his army and he moved north into Israelite territory from the southern kingdom into the northern kingdom. And he made that great speech. You're following your demon gods. <laughs> you uh, anybody, anybody with some anybody with uh, the right animal skin. To, it's like self-ordination. You've got your own religion. And anybody can become priest of your own pagan religion. Do not fight against God. Jeroboam wouldn't listen, and ultimately 500,000 fit young men of Jeroboam's army, they were struck down. Can you imagine that? So, I'll just give you this, and we'll be done for today. The Judahites succeeded because they depended on the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Every day, you've got to make a choice. Every day, you've got to make a decision. Every day, you've got to decide whose side you're going to be on. And every day when you wake up, you've got to make that decision all over again. Whose side are you going to be on? Are you going to stand with the Lord, with his people, or are you going to live for the world? Here's the truth. In the short run, living for the world often seems to pay off. But in the long run, you know who succeeds in the eyes of God? Those whose hearts are fixed and determined to serve him. So, go out, friends. Have a great day. Who knows what battles are before you, whether big or small. But let us decide today, we're going to be like the men of Judah, who in Abijah's day won a great victory because they depended on the Lord. So may that be said about you and me today. Now, come on back tomorrow. We're going to, we're going to meet a really fine king of Judah, a man by the name of Asa. Wonderful story. We'll talk about it tomorrow. God bless. See you then.